Hey there, podcast listeners, and welcome to the very first episode of Do It Scared. I'm one of your hosts, Brittany, and I'm excited to kick off this incredible journey with you. In this first episode, we're going to get to know Matt and hear just a little bit about his incredible life story and understand, most importantly, the driving force behind this podcast, the Do South Design Center. But more than that, we're going to explore the concept of courage, the kind of courage that lets you do it, even when you're scared. So whether you're tuning in to support, for inspiration, insight, or just good old-fashioned storytelling, you're in the right place. So get ready to be moved, to be inspired, and of course, to do it scared. Without further ado, let's get this journey started. All right, Matt, are you ready for your first podcast? I am. Actually, I'm a little bit nervous. Um... I'm really struggling with the idea that anyone would uh, want to hear what I have to say, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I know, but just knowing you and your story, I think you will touch a lot of people. So it's definitely worth it. So tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are right now. Like, what is Do South um, Design? And tell us a little bit like, about what the current state is of your life. Okay, so um, my name is Matt Jones. I am a Nashville native. I have a... Uh, what I would call very successful design build contracting business um, where I serve uh, Middle Tennessee and the surrounding uh, counties of Davidson County. Um, It's been going for a couple of years now. So I'd say strongly maybe two years that we've been escalating. Um, I lived in Nashville uh, or around this area my entire life. I was born um, in Nashville Memorial Hospital, and I've basically grew up in this area. Um, uh, currently live in Lebanon, and I've based my business, uh, Do South Design, uh, from there. So I appreciate your vote of confidence in me. So, um, What kind of stuff do you do? So we... Um, I am a, what I would say a fairly creative individual, Very. and I've been able to uh, capitalize on my many creative abilities and box them into a service where um, I will take any space, interior, or exterior, and transform it from, you know, A to Z. So, and what that entails for us currently is. Um, well, actually, we started out doing, you know, fireplaces, accent walls, and uh, small spatial transformations. And we had one customer who just knew that we were the person for their backyard renovation project. And we ended up doing this huge um, composite deck, hot tub, screened in porch, fenced in, you know, area. And we added, you know, all the little trimmings to it. And since that, we have, um, it seems like I've been doing patios and porches and screened-in screened in stuff and composite decks ever since. Yeah, I mean, people definitely love that work. It's absolutely stunning. And, you know, being a Nashville native, you've lived here. It's kind of rare now with so many people moving uh, to Tennessee. Like me, I'm guilty. But, uh, you know, tell us a little about, about your about your childhood running around stomping grounds of, of Nashville. So I grew up in the eastern part of Nashville in the 80s. And... Um, of course, you know, back then it was fairly rural, but we lived in a, um, I don't know, maybe what you might call a poor neighborhood. And um, 
the Hermitage area there, it was, you know, uh, it was in the city, but at the back of it, there was a farm. And basically my entire family were farmers. And um, I always tell people that I was raised in the hood on a farm and went to a private school. So this, what a paradox. <laughs> exactly. So this, this paradox has, you know, I believe it's just, it's just led me down so many roads and added to basically where I am. And um, I've taken that from uh, from being in a, a, a in the hood or in a poor area and going to a private Christian school and having this, you know, what's going on here? I mean, I guess it would be different in certain situations. But for me, it, you know, I, had, I believe it, it's led to, you know, a rebellious mm -hmm. life. Right. Right. And um, I mean, that's, you know, led me down a lot of roads. Yeah. I, I mean, you were telling me about how at a young age you started drinking a lot, doing weed, and that just was a domino effect. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's basically what's happened for me is, um, you know, uh, we have uh, went from, I mean, I could do a deep dive on this, but, you know, to, to nutshell it, I've been from, a, you know, starting smoking weed and uh, delinquency and, um, uh, you know, all the little petty crimes associated with, you know, uh, small drug possession, um, alcohol related crimes of, as a, you know, before I'm 20 years old. Um, by the time I was 21, I had uh, got my first felony. I um, had my first son when I was 19 years old, which, um, you know, that's a recipe for, you know, another messed up family dynamic, you know, which I'm not proud of by any means. You know, there's a lot of things that I would like to go back and, and, and redo in my life. But, um, you know, I've had to grow up with the life that I have, just like my sons have had to. Right. Um, I had my second son when I was 25 years old and um, continued to struggle with addictions and um, fell in, you know, I fell right back into this, you know, it's all I've ever known is a toxic, abusive family situation. And in spite of wanting, um, you know, I literally have made it my mission to have, you know, a, a better family situation. You know, um, I'm sure people are just doing the best they can with what they have to work with. But for me, that's what I wanted for this entire time is you're only going to do what you know, right? At least that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, initially, yeah, um, sure. And I mean, that led you to a avalanche of bad decisions, a, you know, heading for absolute disaster. You were saying, you told me that you think, you know, you've spent more than half of your life or half of your, your son's life in That's prison. Right. That's right. I, I would say over half a lot of life, lifetimes I've been in prison or gone or just, you know, something, whether it's just out there, you know, in the streets, just gone, being sorry, in my opinion. Um, you know, this from the felonies, crimes, you know, when you're on drugs, when you're 
abusing substances, you know, it, it's going to lead you to violent situations. It's going to lead you to, uh, you know, whatever from vandalism to yeah. damage the property or, uh, you know, harassment charges. And, you know, it's just going to, it's just a, a, a terrible cycle right. that ultimately, you know, ended me up in a federal correction institute for armed bank robbery. Yeah. So, um, I ultimately, and I would say that this could be directly related to addiction yeah. or, you know, but I, I feel like it's, it's deeper than that, but to, um, rob a bank and end up doing five and a half years in a federal correctional institution and, and a very violent one, you know, it, First of all, it's going to, um, after you get good and dried out after a year in there, it's going to, you know, get your brain thinking to where you're actually starting to think, you know, what is important in life, you know, and, and I've been, you know, down this road where I think this is important or that is important or like what? whatever. Well, I mean, like money for a chance, yeah, you know, why, it's why, a big driver for most people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and it has been my driver, you know, it's not the first time I was incarcerated, but you know, and you do have time to think about those things, but, um, this time was a little different for me because it, you know, it, I'm older, you know, and it matters, you know, I basically got one more good shot to figure this out because nobody's trying to touch me. Nobody's messing with me. Everyone has given up. So it's me or nothing. So it made me think what is, you know, what are the, what is the driving force in life? You know, from my perspective, you know, after doing a deep dive on the self-help books and looking inside and meditating and praying, you know, I've, you know, came to the ultimate decision that I think that service, a life of service to other people and being a blessing to people and leaving a legacy of service, in my opinion, is the best that a person could probably do with their with their the life that they're given and the time that they're given. Yeah. Um, you know, it's taught me that time is important, that um serving others is the best thing that you can do. Um money or fame or even family, you know, um in my opinion or you know, can can be extremely disappointing. Oh yeah, I mean, and we'll we'll definitely talk about that in another podcast down the road about you know, you lived a life of money, lived a life of family, lived a life of fate, like trying to achieve all of these things. Where the only thing that has been paying off for you and for other people in the world too is this idea of service, and that's where you know, in 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 prison, you came up with this idea of the Do South Design Center, right? Right now, we have Do South Design, which is that you know that more contractor business where it's day to day life that will hopefully someday fund and work with the Do South Design Center along with this podcast, right? So can you tell me when you were in prison, right, you had this idea of service and you started to design and build something with just a piece of paper. You traded food, you traded all these things that are worth it just have more paper and pencils. So will you tell me, well, tell us and our listeners about about that experience of building that out and what the Do, Do South Design Center is? So... <laughs> As a one-liner, <laughs> you know, in a nutshell, the Do South Design Center is a 
vocational rehabilitation program mm -hmm. designed or available for to give to provide a um, a competitive wage for people to learn a skilled trade, basically for people to get an education and fast track themselves to owning their own business or being a part of the actual program, which you know, uh, perpetuates itself, you know, as a legacy, um, right. you know, not bigger than me. It's, mm -hmm. it's not me. It's not you. It's not them. It's something that is there, you know, to serve the community, to serve the community. Yeah. You know, I see guys in prison and not only people in prison, I mean, it could be anyone with a hardship, whether it be a veteran or some, you know, a any issue, any disability, any hardship in life that will prevent you from getting the proper education that, uh, you know, is going to, you know, give you that uh, a wage to be a contributing member of society. I've seen so many guys say, uh, the streets owe me, or I've only sold dope all my life. That's what I know how to do. I've, you know, got people who depend on me yeah. and stuff like that. So to me, it's like a no excuses thing. It's, it, it's, it's more than that, but it's there because I've seen so many people get out of prison and not have, you know, the means, you know, life keeps happening, mm -hmm. you, know? you know, and I, you know, I thought that prison was hard, but you know, life is pretty tough too. It keeps going no matter what you do. Yeah. So, you know, people need that. And I feel like, you know, through my experiences, through um, even this podcast and my abilities, uh, I can, you know, that's my service. That's to be able to offer that to people. I believe that, you know, people, the community, can capitalize on my accumulated experiences in a really positive way. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, can you, you know, you talked about how with me a lot, how you've always been terrified. You've even talked about the fear and anxiety making this podcast, right? Yes. And that's where the term do it scared comes from. So can you tell us a little bit about the title of this podcast? In well, general? well, I'm telling you right now, I'm scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it is. I would rather, much rather just be building something or making something or creating something or working on something. And to me, this is like the best. You know, I love, we edit our videos, we, you know, record time lapses and um, do this stuff with, with the business. And it's a creative outlet for me. So this is too. So I'm scared to death because I'm not usually talking in these videos. I'm usually like doing what I do best. So you're behind the camera a lot. You're behind the scenes. Well, you have been a huge inspiration for me. You have been the boot, you know, in my rear end, so to speak, to like, you need to get this out there. And I'm I'm thankful for your vote of confidence. You you know, stepped into my life, you know, several months ago and it's been nothing but, you know, I believe in you, I believe in you. And that in turn has been like a big, um, it's opened my eyes. It's made me believe in the thing that I felt like was slipping through my fingers. So it was like, I wanted to do this from day one, but you know, it's hard. You don't just get out with an idea on a napkin and say, hey, no one's going to run to you and say, oh, I want to, you know, make all your dreams come true. You 
have to fight like, for it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I see guys, especially in prison, they'll have an idea written down on an oblick paper and think that they're going to go to the SBA and get a $25,000 business loan or a $100,000 business loan when they get out. And that's not the way it works. We've learned it's not that easy. <laughs> no, what you do is you work your fingers to the bone for a year or two and build it yourself with your own blood, sweat and tears. And then maybe they'll consider it, you know, but and no one's talking about the SBA here. But the point is, is that if you believe in it, you need to do it. And if you're scared, then you're doing it right. You need to do it. Exactly. You're doing it right. And so if you're doing it scared, you're doing it right. To me, it's like, if it feels, if you're nervous, if it feels like you, it doesn't feel right, then it's probably the route that you need to take. Yeah, because you know why? There's oh, there's a bunch of uh, growth in change, right? When you're you're encountering something uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens. And so I'm proud of you for really truly diving into who you are and being authentic because there's nothing more in the world that you can do than just be truly who you are so i'm excited where this podcast is going to bring us i can see it helping so many more people like of course the do south design center is going to help people in the future yes but we can start doing it now with the stories because we're going to be talking about you know the federal system and your your, you know the the complexities of of childhood trauma and relationships and even just maybe like what's going on in the construction industry like cool technology about you know drones and ai and there's just so much going on in the world where I think people will be interested to hear about the complexities of your life because your life is truly inspiring and I would love for people to hear it. So do you have any other last words before we end our first our first uh, episode here? I just look forward to the next ones. There's so much that uh, I'm looking forward to unfolding here. Yeah, and definitely, you know, let us know um, what you are the most interested in with just a snip, this little snippet of of his life and his story. There's so many things we could be talking about it, but if there's something that truly speaks, you know, piques your interest, like let us know because we'll cover it sooner rather than later. Um, other than that, make sure you visit, visit the website. It's going to be in the description and uh, follow us, share this podcast. And yeah, I mean, other than that, we'll see you in the next one.